Welcome to the second episode of Business with a Twist. This is Menachem Engiti of JoySwag.com, and today's episode is called The Business of Stocks. So, um, stock investing has actually been a personal uh, interest of mine, a hobby, a passion for quite a number of years now. And I've learned a lot over those t- time, and sometimes I, I wish that what I know today, someone took me by the hand years ago and told me that, told me, what, you know, things to avoid, things to look out for, uh, the, the, you know, follow the rules of the road in investing. And I hope to um, to give over some of that knowledge, some that I, I picked up on that I wish I had known years ago when I first started out. So, thank you, Menachem. Menachem definitely um, has is the guru when it comes to investing. Many people call him for advice. Now, um, when I was in school, we we I learned about a lot of different things, and I really understood it and did well. Two things that I always said I'll never understand is insurance and the stock market. And in high school, I remember my teachers touched upon the stock market, and he taught about all different things, and I remember nothing. There's one thing I remember. There's only one lesson that I got from high school, and that was diversify. Always diversify. Always have a diversity in your portfolio. And I would say that that's something that stayed with me for life, and I actually, we, a lot of our investing, we follow that rule, and it really helps. If you, you look at our portfolio, it's almost uh, bipolar, <laughs> all different kind of stocks which we'll go through soon um, and this way when the stock market when something's really down you don't feel like you put basically diversify and never put all your eggs in one basket so and that's something that really stuck with us and um, among many many other things we follow it now business with a twist is obviously business with a twist as we said a twist of what before you listen, you take a shot of tequila, vodka, uh, Bloody Mary, martini, whatever the drink of your choice is, coffee, tea, me. Anyway, um, as entrepreneurs, whether you're an entrepreneur or you're working for an entrepreneur and you're making all this money or not that much money and you want to know where to invest, there's many different avenues you can take. Some people choose the real estate route. Um, you could invest, you could put your money in life insurance and also use that as some type of investment, which we'll discuss in a different podcast. Um, Stocks, bonds, invest in another business, in your own business, invest in yourself, in your health, buy that beautiful painting, that Gucci cheer, Cartier love bracelet, Rolex watch. (laughs) But even within investing, you should definitely diversify. It shouldn't be only stocks. And within stocks, you should also diversify. But right now, this podcast is mostly for, you know, you have some extra money. You're not sure what to do with it. You want to put some in the stock market, but you really don't know where to start. So, Menachem, take it away. What would you suggest? What kind of account should people, a beginner open? I have an extra few hundred, few thousand, ten thousand, hundred thousand. I want to put some in the market. Just to begin with, which... What brokerage accounts would you say is the easiest to open, download an app? What would you suggest? Well, clearly the one that's, that gets all the fanfare these days 
is Robin Hood. Um, they've they've obviously, well, so they claim to democratize the investing process. Okay. Um, but it's really it's what it is that you're looking to achieve. That's right. important to keep in mind. Um, the stock market today is not like your grandfather's stock market. Um, we have something called high frequency trading. Right. It means that in the amount of time that you blink your eye, it's like one hundredth of a second. Uh, high frequency trading, they can execute over over a thousand trades in that span of time. Wow. It's insane, and that ties into Robinhood because that's how they make their money. They give essentially give access to certain hedge funds who front run. So a wave of, let's say a wave of orders are coming in Robinhood from retail investors who, for other for lack of a better word, are called dumb money. Right. These hedge funds will front run. They'll trade based on that. So, for me, you, for the retail investor, the trade is free. But Robinhood makes their money by giving uh, these hedge funds access. Um, and so it's really access to what to see what you know where the herd is trading, what they're trading. Oh, I see what you're so, saying. So, um, if you're a long-term investor, then Robinhood is just as good as any other uh, brokerage account. Um, now I know Barron's actually this this week's Barron's believe it or not uh, actually has a list they they uh, they, hi- they they score the best uh, you know the best brokerages in the market. Okay. Um, and a lot of the scoring is actually based on margin, the mar the, the amount you'll pay, the e- the, how easy is the interface. So, Robin- which ones do they recommend? So I think Interactive Brokers came out on top, and but that's also because they charge a lower margin rate. Interactive Brokers, and they have a website. They have a app. Yeah, they all, everyone's got apps today. Right. Everyone's got the app. Um, but I, you know, again, I think for those who are not trading on margin, which I would not look again. Margin is great when the market's going up because you can magnify your gains. You can leverage sometimes 30 to 1 and magnify your gains, which is phenomenal. But when the market moves against you and it can move against you at any time, um, you'll lose your pants. And it's not a fun feeling. It's it's a kick to the gut. And for many people, when that happens, they'll probably leave the market for a long time, if not forever. So you're saying you, you would want them to invest more safely so that they stay in the market. Exactly. Exactly. Okay, so let's say we're going with um, Robinhood. You open up a Robinhood account. Are there any fees involved? No, no, Robinhood has no <laughs> fees. Uh, there are no fees whatsoever. Uh, again, the fees start when, you, when you're borrowing. Uh, they call it Robinhood Gold. You're essentially, you're, you're using the, like the house's money, <laughs> casino money. Oh, so but, but you wouldn't recommend that? I would not recommend this, but you know. Um, so you're saying approach investing, like approach the stock market, like you're investing for the long term, and not as a casino, because the, the house always wins in a casino. Yeah. yeah. So I know, actually read a quote from Warren Buffett that says, "Our favorite holding period is forever." Basically, isn't that your mantra always? That yeah, the long term, yeah. like buy and hold. Menachem always says, "I'm a buy and hold kind of guy." So actually, you know, for some some of the best investing wisdom comes from Warren Buffett's quotes. Right. You can just read through his quotes, just his quotes, right. and you'll gain a wealth of knowledge. Um, there's a reason why they call him the Oracle of Omaha, for a reason. I mean, he just dispenses in insane wisdom. He lives in Omaha, Nebraska? He, Omaha, Nebraska, And yes. he's called the Oracle of Omaha. Oracle of Omaha. 
Um, one of his, well, he has got a lot of famous quotes. All of them are famous, but one of them is, risk is when you don't know what you're doing. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> That's risk. Wow. You know, when you do, when you know what you're doing, you're not really, you're not taking a risk. Um, I actually read another one of his quotes. It's only when the tide goes down that you discover who was swimming naked. Yes. Could you explain that? Okay. Yeah, sure, sure. So so the, the, the other part of the quote is a rising tide lifts all boats. Right. You know, um, when the market's up, everyone's doing well. Everyone's, uh, everyone's So when the money. tide goes down means the market when the market's down. down? Yeah, yeah. And what so, does it mean that's when you see who was swimming well, naked? Well, you know, who's, who... Um, the ones that have, are trading on margin, or the ones that are, are taking risky bets, or the ones, but basically the ones that are losing their pants, and you know they have to fold their cards and walk away from the table. Right. Um, so let me ask you, um, just for the average layperson, they open a rob in that account now. Just give us an idea. When does the market open in the morning? The, the sound that we heard at the beginning of this podcast, that's the opening bell? That's, that's Every the opening, morning? That's the opening bell. So, okay. Although, so what although, time does it open and what time does it close? Wall Street, you know, it's the, Wall Street is the most famous exchange, one of the most famous exchanges in the world. Um, and there is a, a trader's pit. Uh, although today, more and more and more of it is done off-site and automated. Right. But there is still a traditional bell and the bell opens up at 9.30 a.m. Sharp. Right, New York every time. day. Every oh, well, who would you say are other famous? You said Wall Street is one of the most famous. Well, there's a Nasdaq that started in the '80s. That's totally automated. Okay. Um, there's the Chicago Board of Exchange. There's so it, the way it works in in on on any given weekday is that think of all the time zones in the world, right? So there's there's, exchange, there's exchanges in in the Far East, in Europe, uh, in London, the FTSE, in Germany is the DAX. Uh, the Hang Seng in Hong Kong, and generally, uh, so like early morning in in New York time, like when when the markets close here, they'll open in another another part of the world. Wow! And so the market time, is always open somewhere. Always open. You know how somewhere. they say it's always summer. Don't get upset at winter. Yeah, I mean, when okay. it's winter, it's always summer somewhere. Yeah, well, barring barring uh, national holidays, you know, one time it could be a national holiday in Japan, and they're closed over there. But, but then they open, open here. here. Yeah, yeah. So you're saying it's always open somewhere. Yeah. Gen so, so generally, generally here, what time does the market open? 9.30 a.m. And that's the only time you can start trading? No, there are there is pre-market. Right. Pre-market uh, opens uh, earlier than that. Um, like 8, 8 a.m. starts. But okay. That's, that's it's not the most efficient market. Right. Um, I would not suggest uh, trading on pre-market. And then yeah, pre-market is, I believe, starts at 8 a.m. and goes all the way up to 6 p.m. That's after hour, like hour and a half before, hour and a half after. So what time does the market, so the market is basically from 9.30 to 4 p.m.? 4 p.m., exactly. So 9.30 a.m. the market opens, 9, 4 p.m. it closes, mm. and before, um, pre-market is I 8 o'clock to 9.30, and after market is no, 4 to 6? I, yeah, 4 to 6, yeah. About, yeah. About, yeah. So you're saying that you, you suggest buying within market hours? Yeah, it's more, it's more efficient, you have better control of, of limit orders. Um, right. Let's get to the nitty-gritty, Menachem. So we could finish this whole podcast in 20 minutes, give our listeners the best, the meat, and we could always do a second um, podcast on stocks. What would you, in very short, tell people to avoid? First-timers who are excited so about I the market. So I know I hear from a lot of people, um, you know, and it's, it's, I guess it's also popularized if you tune into CNBC. CNBC is like the, the, the finance cable news channel right and they have popular shows like fast money 
and it's fast it's it's adrenaline it's it's fast money right it's an allure um and so obviously things that get all the hype all the buzz are the sexy companies um and especially now especially the e-car anything crypto or e-cars or or marijuana stocks and many those are hyper growth companies and i'm sure many of them will do well in the short run um but as time goes on the market will whittle that you know whittle that away there'll be consolidation many will go out of business um it's important to remember that you know right now there's so many new uh e-cars coming out including the 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 traditional automatic automakers for right. GM, GM just changed your logo. They're going all electric. GM. So you're saying not to follow the hype? Not to, well. It's also important to remember that in the in the 1920s, in the, in the, turn, in the turn of the century, the 19th century, there were hundreds of car manufacturers. Right. Before it was a market, you know, eventually whittled down to just three, the big three. Ford, but GM. would you tell someone don't invest in Bitcoin and Dogecoin or just have you can, some of your money? You can dabble. I think the well, the rule of thumb generally is. Don't invest anything that you can't afford to lose. Right. And don't invest anything that you need between now and five years from now. And don't invest anything that you need for your to live day to day. Okay. Like don't put your rent. And money. would you would you um, recommend day trading or? No, no. I think, penny stocks. Uh, I, you know what? I mean, for the thrill, I, it's nice. But I think the statistics is that ninety something percent of day traders lose their pants, and it's not a good feeling. Um, especially with the limited tools that the brokers give you, you can't really see what's, you know, think of it as like a one-way looking glass, like a one-way mirror. The the hedge funds, the quants, the the you know, the professional, the smart money, they see what's going on and they can they they can very easily manipulate the market. So you're saying, as a first-time investor, open a Robinhood account. Don't be busy with penny stocks and day trading and all the hype and buying and selling. You buy and hold good stocks. Diversify. Yeah. Have so, things that will you'll have for a very long time. So so penny stocks, just just to be clear, penny stocks is something called the OTC, which stands for over the counter stocks. Um, there's pink C, pink sheets, OTC, and uh, although I should note that there are several several companies, uh, large multinational companies that trade at OTC that are good companies. Think of uh, Nestle. Right. For one, I think H and M, I believe, trades open. You know, like you can't buy that in Robinhood, or maybe some some penny the OTC stocks possibly can, but for the most part, you cannot buy OTC stocks on Robinhood. Um, but very very, I think the numbers are like one in several thousand ever make the jump from from penny stocks to the big boys to the regular market. Very 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 few, for the most part. And the reason is because they're garbage companies. Right. They're sometimes they're just a, a desk in an office somewhere. They don't. They they put out a press release that they hope, maybe possibly eventually to maybe produce something. That's all they are. Um, so it's also important to remember Warren Buffett's famous quote. Obsessed with Warren Buffett. Actually, that, I was just gonna ask you, off the top of your head, what's your favorite? What what's your favorite Warren Buffett quote that you live by? You just literally like took the words out of my mouth so one of his famous quotes especially to, to think of something like this and again he's the guy who's made his investment career and his fortunes uh, doing this you know looking over the long term and that he, one of his famous quotes are is that it's better to buy a fabulous company at a fair price than a fair company at oh, a fabulous I, I, price oh wow I actually wrote it down one 
it's far better to buy a wonderful company at a fair there price okay, yes. than a fair company at a wonderful price. Exactly. exactly. Do you believe this, that I wrote this down? Exactly. And so he's made a fortune buying companies like Coca-Cola, American Express, um, later on Apple, He's you know, uh, Wells Fargo. These are companies that have been around for a long time. Um, he likes companies that have a moat. By a moat means that they, they, they're market leaders, that they're way far ahead of the pack of their competition. Um, he doesn't, he, for the most part, doesn't dabble in tech because tech is only good until the next guy comes around and does it better than you. Right. Uh, um, although there is plenty of money uh, to be made in tech. What would you say is your favorite um, Jim Cramer, just off your head without thinking? Oh, God. Something, favorite. no, something that you, that Jim Cramer once said that you listened to that made an impact on you. So I, I'm actually old enough, I, I remember, uh, and then you can look it up on YouTube, it's a famous, uh, it's called the Jim Cramer. Meltdown. I happen to have been watching it live when it happened uh, in the financial crisis. Oh, you literally watched it as it was happening? I was watching it live. In real time? In real time. In real time. I think he was talking to Aaron Burnett. Could you, once we finish, once we post this podcast, could we link to these things? Yeah, yeah, it's famous, yeah. Okay. He was imploring the Federal Reserve to open. He says, you know, that these these, uh, investment firms will go out of business. And he was just literally having a meltdown on live TV. Wow. Um... You know, but uh, could you, know, you link? Is it on YouTube? It's all, could you link it? Yes, um, yeah, on our podcast, and also link to the. I want to tell our listeners about Barons, like people for people who are interested in a subscription. Yeah, and Robinhood will post, and and what about Frank Curzio? Off the bat, any stock tips that he recently gave? So yeah, so he he's at well, I mean he he has paid subscriptions. Um, Could you link that too if yeah. somebody wants to subscribe? Yeah, yeah, but he he's also he's all about you know just certain uh, cyclical trends, you know like I know he may not be the biggest supporter of President Biden, but President Biden is the president now. And that's reality. And so, how do you make money off of socialism? Certain trends are here. They're they're going to happen either whether you're on board or not. So, figure how to make money off of that. Um, you know, green energy is a thing now. Uh, uh, healthcare. Infrastructure. Which specific stocks did he recently recommend to buy? So one of them was actually Terex. Uh, that's T- that was actually he was saying that uh, about a year ago that that was an infrastructure play. And actually, several months later, Barons had a write up about it, and it's up I think 120 percent. So you would still tell people to buy it now? Oh, well, obviously it's worth a lot more today than. than right, but if they buy it now, people will still make money on yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, could... so what is it called? Terex, T E R E X, and what's the? I believe the symbol is. What's the symbol? I believe it's T E X. The symbol is. Um. So, yes, T E X is a uh, symbol. Yeah. So he, you know, that was just the the idea that, uh, inf- infrastructure, stocks, um, will be doing well. And that's really that was a play on regardless of what happens. You know, America was ripe for um, uh, infrastructure overhaul. Right. There's a, a, you know, there's everyone on politicians on both sides talk about the crumbling infrastructure. Um, okay. Now there's another stock that you told me about. It was called Maui. Maui Land and Pineapple. What's yeah. the name of that? Um, MLP. Yeah. Yeah, so, that, so is that something that he suggests to buy? Yeah, that's a long-term play. Um, that's actually, it's uh, I think it was a it was a plantation in Hawaii, and they're they're just selling off their land slowly, and so he gave example of many many years ago 
uh, he actually recommended a company called Texas Land Trust. And that went from like $10 to well over $1,000 a share. And he thinks that MLP could do the same. Well, okay. So the, um, write this down, a stock called MLP. That's a long term. That's Maui nice. Land and Pineapple. It's it's worth um, about $11.81 right now. So if you have money to invest in long term. Very long term. Yeah. Very long term. It's something good to put into that yeah. might go up. Now, there's also many stocks that pay dividends, meaning you invest and they pay uh, qu- quarterly. Usually they pay quarterly dividends. Quarterly, quarterly dividends. Dividends, uh, dividends, yeah. yeah. So let's say some of our um, stocks that we recommend, Goldman Sachs, and they pay a dividend of 1.57, which could change, which I is, guess. Well, that's also on the very low end. Right, that's low end, but it's a good stock. Um, there's another stock that um, Frank Curzio recommended, Petros. You want to tell me what the name of that is? Petros. Oh, that's it's uh, that that's that's actually a biotech. That's like a tiny little biotech. Okay, and, and the then best. there's um, Disney is a great stock to yeah. own because especially now after the pandemic, Disney's going up because yeah, more so, people are going. And they give a point forty seven divot. It's good to own many stocks. Many people say, look at what the trend, like what the kids are wearing, buying. Let's say they're going to Disney. People are drinking Starbucks, Google, Amazon. Um, Tesla is very popular now. Or what's yeah? So what people so, so are Disney, doing and Disney, buy stocks in those. So Disney actually hit the, the sweet spot of both both sides. You no, know, they. I mean, obviously, uh, a year ago the stock dropped, but um, uh, because clearly the, the all the parks were closed, but they very quickly became um, uh, a pandemic play with the streaming service with Disney Plus. Everyone stuck at home, and. I think they really surprised the market how fast they grew, how many subscribers they Oh, got. you mean how they, also how they were able to transform resiliency, like to right away tr- transform to what the market needed. Well, they were planning this for a while. I think uh, a couple, several years ago, um, early early on, or early in their in, in their infancy, um, Netflix actually secured a deal with Disney to stream certain Disney movies. Right. And then when the contract came up for renewal, Disney would not renew it. And that kind of signaled that they were working. And this is several years ago, so this right. is this didn't happen overnight. The timing was perfect, but this this was happened several years ago. I recall when. Uh, so let me ask you. I'm going to ask you uh, one more question. Then we're going to go through just a few stock tips that we think might interest people quickly, and then we'll finish out maybe with a song. So, <laughs> let me ask you. Um, when you're not following, um, reading the Barons, following Jim Cramer, Frank Curzio, Warren Buffett, and you're just sitting and researching, what are the few things that you look for in a company that you want to invest in? So clearly, I I, I look for I personally I like companies that have no debt. Right. You know, the bigger the more the bigger the debt load, um, you know, the less of it is that if you you're owning a part of a company, you obviously want to own companies that. Don't have that much debt. Okay. Although debt sometimes is a good thing. That's not not always depends how it's used. Second thing, um, I like companies that uh, insiders have a skin in the game, that they 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 owners they own share of their own company that they, that they manage. Wow. Um, you know they say that usually that that uh, you know inv- insiders can sell for a host of reasons. They can sell off stock, but they generally buy up stock for one reason. They they believe it's going up. So, so if I, they believe in it, then you believe in yeah, it. Yeah, I like to see. Uh, companies where insiders 
have a large stake and that they're actively buy, buying when they're, when they're actively buying it signals that they think it's cheap now and they think that it's it's going to go up okay what's the third thing um if the institutional investors are buying and also okay. buying and holding oh okay um because the thing with institutional investors is that they have to uh, by law every quarter they have to release what uh, their holdings but that doesn't really tell you that, that means that they could have bought and sold in one day but they still have to release it at the end of the quarter right but usually if they if they keep releasing it over and over you know that if they if after several quarters you know that they're holding on also so okay. i like when uh, institutional investors um what's the fourth thing that you and that they have they have for? cash on the books they have a lot of, they have a lot of cash enough to pay their obligations their, their ongoing wow. obligations um so you're saying no debt insiders are buying institutional investors are buying uh, buying um, or they're holders. holding the company has cash they have cash and anything else yeah well obviously so, so which company would you say you recently found with these criteria so actually one of the exciting ones i found that this criteria and, and also I, one of the things i look for is a company called uh, uh well I, I is is that they have more cash in the bank than what the company's actually worth oh yeah yeah you once told me that so that more more cash in the bank than what the company's worth yeah so usually usually you'll, you in this particular space you'll find a lot of biotechs right and bi- biotechs are extremely volatile especially right. the tiny ones uh something could happen there's a press release that something in the data wasn't good or with the fda and they can you know biotechs can fall like you know drop like a rock or skyrocket very quickly right, very right. fast so usually biotechs are in this space and i and one of them that found was ocg and ocugen at i think it was like 20 something cents wow and, and when was, was that uh in the summer in july wow just now this year this year this year this year july 2020 2020 okay yeah. and i believe it's like 11 dollars this year now this is no splits wow it just took off like a any stock. other stocks you would say are on your radar So just from I, your own without having somebody else's stock uh, Proterra, which is a T-A-R-A. That came up recently. Okay, listeners, are you listening? That came up. I think that's actually might be still beyond that. Proterra, T-A-R-A. Um, Put some of your money in there. One of them that I, I did really well on is a company called Cor, uh, Cormedics, CRMD. And do you believe it's still going up or it's... Yeah, so actually just today it dropped. It dropped about oh. 40%. Um, the market was expecting... the FDA's results on an NDA, NDA is a new drug application. Right. And the FDA said that the drug is fine, just the manufacturer issue with the manufacturing. They have some questions about it. Right. So they didn't totally pull a plug on it. They just said we need more information. Okay. And that spooked the market and the stock, you know, nosedive by 40%. Wow. But you still But think it's going up. Insiders are still holding. And the institutional holders are still holding. So wow. So I, I long term, I think the prospects are wonderful for this company, personally. Wow. Um, and I should also point out that, that Robinhood, you know, along with certain other brokers, allow you to buy fractional shares. Oh, that's amazing. You're right. They just started that recently. Yeah. It's not a new concept. Of a, it's right. So Robinhood just implemented yeah, it. But just, just something to keep in mind is that when you're buying a fractional share, uh, you're not getting the market price. They actually... They, you're paying a little bit more. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, you're paying a premium for that. Wow. Okay, thanks for telling me. You're paying a premium. Let's go through some stocks that we believe in. Um, Apple, which was $59 just like a, two years ago when it's a, at $128 now a share. And you could buy fractional shares and they give you a dividend of 
0.67. Uh, Kodak went up a little bit from $5 to like $9, but they don't give dividends. Um, Fluidime. Fluidime, which is uh, the... the so they have they actually FLDM. So they actually have stock. Yeah, they got FDA approval for a saliva. You know the the COVID test. Oh wow! People have like the nasal the up the nose. It doesn't. It's not a pleasant feeling. I'm told. Right. Oh. So uh, they have a saliva test that's actually. Yeah, they say it feels like it's going up to the brain. Supposed like ninety eight percent accurate. Right. If you're looking for a stock that gives a lot of dividend, the one good one is Prospect Capital. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, $7.33 a share. And you get a dividend at the end of every quarter of 9.88. What is that, percent? or Anyway, yeah, that's what you get a year. Then there's um, SPC, Virgin Galactic, Galactic Holdings, $38.31 a share. No dividends, but it's a good company that's going up. Tesla is a great company, $725 a share. But if you don't want to buy a whole share, you could buy um, fractional, no dividends. Well, Tesla, I should point out, they also, they recently, they're one of the many companies that um, they hitched their wagon to, you know, cryptocurrency, which is our Oh, wow. House, and they took about $1.5 billion in cash and bought Bitcoin with it. Oh, wow. Yeah, those are our two other ones, Bitcoin and Dogecoin. Oh. You could put just a little of your money there, not too much. There's a very good company called Tencent, T-C-E-H-Y. That's a Chinese company. What's that? Uh, what's the kids' game that they play? Fortnite. Fortnite. Yeah. So this company owns some of Fortnite. So the stock has been going up. It went from $43 to $91.16 uh, dividends. So if you're interested, you could buy some of that. So it, um, so also, one more thing I would, I would point out to, to uh, I would point that also to, you know, new investors that people have been around for at least the last, you know, many investors got started during COVID lockdown. The market tanked. Everyone's sitting at home. There was no sports, no sports betting. Right. And oh, you mean young people started investing? Yeah. I mean, actually, the, some some of the brokers were reporting that they were getting uh, deposits in increments of $600 and $1,200. Oh, from the unemployment. The stimulus checks. Wow. And that's what, that's what the, you know, increments of deposits wow. were coming in. Um, and the market tanked the back. If you people remember the mar- last March, the market right. hit. You know, it's totally. I think it dropped like thirty percent, so really fast, and and it, it rebounded just as fast. It rebounded, uh, you know, just as quickly. But people should also keep in mind that historically, sometimes bear markets can last a year or two or three. Wow! It takes a long time to to, to, to rebound. Last a March was, was spectacular. It just it came back. It just bounced right back really fast. Um, okay, we got to wrap up. So some other good stocks, if you want to just put into your portfolio, Walmart, Starbucks, uh, Repay is a good company, West, uh, Western Midstream Partners, Nike, Protara, you said already. This is a very good stock, Red Rock Resorts, and they give a dividend. So that that's, that's so Red Rock Resort is clearly part of the whole travel industry. Oh. And as a whole, um, travel as as the vaccine rollouts happen, travel's gonna go up. I mean, people will have to, you know, make up for a year of being stuck at home. So speaking of travel, we have um, Norwegian Cruise Line. Yes, the cruise company. Norwegian. Norwegian. Norwegian Royal Caribbean Group is a great stock. Yeah. Um, Etsy. What's this one? First Majestic. Uh, Google. Amazon. Hilton Grand. 
Vacations is a great stock. Yes. Oh. Standard Motor Products. MLP, we said already. Adidas. A great stock that I love is Goldman Sachs. Twitter is doing pretty well. And somebody recently asked you about uh, marijuana stock, and you mentioned um, MJ. So MJ is an ETF. Alternative Harvest. MJ Do you recommend it? Yeah, I mean, I, I look, obviously, clearly, more and more states are going to be legalizing it. Right. Uh, legalizing recreational marijuana. I think in New Jersey, the governor just signed it. This week, I believe. Right. Um, New York is going to follow. More and more states are, are cash-strapped and hungry for money. And it's just, a, it's just a more palatable way of raising taxes. Right. And just levying taxes on, on, on the residents, the citizens. So they're, they're, you'll see they're going to allow more recreational marijuana, gambling. It will take off. That's just, amazing. I hope some of what we said resonates with people we'll post links to everything we mentioned um if you want to reach us menachem at joyswag.com gitty at joyswag.com or um you could visit our website joyswag.com we sell designer swag that sparks joy and let's end with a beautiful few-minute country song about the stock market. Part of it. It mentions it. And where else could people reach you, Menachem? Um, email is the best. Email? Menachem yeah. at Joy Swag? Yeah, I'm an email person. Get the Joy Swag. Enjoy. The preacher man says it's the end of time and the Mississippi River, she's a gold drive. The interest is up and the stock market's down and you're only getting mugged if you go downtown. Country boy can survive. Country folks can survive. A country boy can survive.